0: That is not that crazy.
1: Oh, that's art. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural.
2: This is not the first goal scored by a hand
1: this month! What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. See, si, senor. I would like the
0: pollo ranchero, por favor just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby, Brian Chesko. That's a very efficient intro there, Dave. Well, you know, my wife's over there mocking me, you know, mocking the intro, so I tried to do yeah. it a little differently.
2: That's what I do every week.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, used, I'm used to you doing that. I'm just not used <laughs> to her doing that.
2: All right, guys, I've done something I've never done before. And that is What? I pre-gamed this podcast.
1: Wow, yes.
0: Love so we're, that.
2: We're going to jump right in.
1: Where's mine?
2: <laughs> I don't know. It's over there on the counter. Go get it. Whatever. Guess we know who the preferred podcast co-host is there with Dave. Yeah. We're going to jump right into what we're going to do today. We're going to discuss nine of the matches that have taken place so far in Game Week 32. Because there's like
0: 16, 15, 15, 15, 15,
2: 15 total. So we're just, just past the halfway mark on Game Week 32, a, a bloated Game Week, a double Game Week for many clubs in the Premier League. And, uh, and there's a lot of points yet to be scored in FPL. A but lot we're of points here.
0: scored already. <laughs>
2: That's true. And we're going to discuss that. But we have... We have a podcast to do on this Sunday night, just to set the stage here. It is Sunday night, so nine matches have been played. The Saturday and Sunday matches are on our agenda to discuss. You're stuck, regardless of when you're listening to this podcast, you are stuck with who you've got in your lineup for the rest of Game Week 32. We'll that's talk correct. a little bit about what we think is going to come.
1: Yeah, that's true. Go Duke. I'm just keeping Brian, it, this is
2: not a college basketball
1: play. I'm just. I am just still in the middle of a bracket. That's all.
0: All right. Are you aware of the outcomes?
1: I don't want to give it away for anybody. I'm okay. just telling you my in-the-moment rooting interest. Okay, all sure. Great right. kid. Great. And well, I hate the Blue Devils. Okay. All right.
2: I don't know what to make of this. But we're going to go into uh, the things that we usually do. We've got a Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week award to give out. We have a Manager Quote of the Week. Uh, we have a Scott Stat of the Day. We're going to provide, you know those, those parts of the Oscar... Awards, you know, the Academy Awards, where they do the in memoriam, yeah, you know, to, to reflect on and and yeah. highlight the people who died over the mm. past year. Uh, we're we're going to do that in in a way for Huddersfield Town today, since yeah. they were officially
0: that be good
2: relegated mathematically from the Premier League this past weekend. Yeah, so we'll talk about that, uh, and we'll look ahead to what you still can control, which is your FA Cup shortened game week thirty three lineup. We'll do that at the end of this podcast yeah. as well. Plenty. To go over. Are you ready, Dave?
0: Let's do this.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, get on to what we're doing.
2: All right. Let's pick right up where we've left off before, Dave, and that is to renew the discussion on the free hit chip. In yes. NFL. Did you or did you not play your free hit in game week 32?
0: I played my free hit.
2: All right. Do you care to share a little bit with everyone about where you went with your free hit?
0: No, listen, I felt great about it. Um, I put zero money in the bench. I had my bench as cheap as possible. I had Spironi, a 3.9, McTominay, a 4.2 midfielder, Connolly a 3.8, and Quaynor a point. I think he's a four three. Three. Yeah. So literally as cheap as Forward. possible. To yeah. focus on your eleven. To give me the best eleven that I feel like I could put out there. Okay. Um, I all of them with double game weeks. All of them with double game weeks. Okay. I had three Chelsea players that made me really, really nervous. Yeah. I just couldn't get around it. I didn't have the guts to not do it. Um, the the matchup seemed too juicy. So I was a little burned, but I was had a, I was saved a little bit in there as well. I had three city players, I had Ederson, Sterling, and Aguero. Two Crystal Palace players in Schlopp and Milivojevic. I had two United players in Pogba and Smalling, and then I had one Harris Kane. So I felt like, for the most part, it was about as good a lineup as I could I could put together.
1: And I would say, Dave, I could not, to your money point, this entire season, I couldn't make that same team really if I wanted to. Hmm. Just, just as a, an aside here, yeah, which is surprising
0: because I, I feel like you and I are close in money.
1: My money is not bad as far as my overall team value and my and my actual team value, but I did not have the money to be able to spend that much in defense, and also have Harry Kane in the with Aguero because he sucks up so much right. money. Just, yeah. just wanted to throw that out.
0: So anyway, so f- look, I scored sixty-three points. I think most people who played a chip would probably be pretty happy through nine matches with that. Through nine matches, mm-hmm. obviously, I I had my uh, captain Aguero, so he got ten, double that twenty. So that's that's pretty good. I mean, obviously, most people will take that. You don't want to see him leave at fifty-six minutes. With, yes, with, you do. With, yes, you do. With well, at sixty, but dang it, he's my captain. I could have got two more points out of well, it if he makes sure, it to the sixty-minute
2: mark. But being subbed out like he did with ten points already scored doubled to make twenty. You know, there's a good, uh, even better chance he'll play in the second yes,
0: match. Yes, but I, again, I'm missing two points. Sure. Remember, Remember can, for me, the Koloschinas disaster. Yeah. These two points that, uh, like, you start adding up these little points here and there, and next thing you know, it's card Cardiff City. Yes, and you're getting relegated. <laughs>
1: Uh, Dave. I think that we can talk about the Agüero injury, but not right now. Let's finish. What Fair we're enough. Starting, so yeah, I'm like
0: it had, been, it had been a few weeks too since I'd hit on a captain. Yeah. So I see Agüero getting assists, love that, and then I see the goal go in, and love that as well. So I, I was I was feeling pretty good about that because honestly, I hadn't hit a captain in like three weeks. I sure. think
1: one of the a good difference right as it's as we sit right now, the difference between a what you would call an excellent week. And uh good or not-so-good week so far seems to be if Captain Aguero or someone yes. else.
2: Yeah. So far, yes. And again, just one last reminder. We're talking on Sunday night, so by the time you hear this, there might be some changes to what we're discussing here. Manchester City do still have a match in game week 32 coming up at home against Cardiff on Wednesday afternoon or evening in, in England. Now, this whole discussion is important because we're going to get into the matches. And so there's a lot of different angles that we're going to discuss here in just a minute. I'm, I'm going to hold off on that for just a moment. But I want to set the stage for you and I, Dave, on a right. little bet that we have going on. Basically, I outscored you in Game Week 31 by 22 points by using my free hit chip. You did not. You're using yours this week. Right. I obviously don't have mine to play. Right. So you need to outscore me by more than 22 to make your free hit Count more, which is kind of a a silly small anecdotal study of when is it better to use your free hit, right? In a cup shortened weekend or in a double game week maximized weekend? And obviously, uh, I'm of the use it in the shortened weekends. You're in the maximized double game week weekends. We'll see which one's better. Last year it was me. This year, well, as we sit here on Sunday night, you have nine more points than I do.
0: So, um. I'm on the way there, I think. I definitely was rooting against Harry Kane, who you triple captained. Which you triple I captains,
2: own. Mo Salah.
0: I know. No, no, I know. So I thought I'd counter that with Harry Kane. Yeah. No. It's a good move. And I champion that. I just, as a Kane owner, it's funny Mm-hmm. After I saw that I'm like, well, I'm not rooting for Kane today. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I did it not based on the Liverpool match, although if he had
2: nicked a goal I'd have been okay with that depending on how the result went overall.
1: Yeah, and I think that that is you self-jinxing, Scott. Really? Because yeah, cuz this put it forces you into being okay with Kane doing well against your against personal your rooting interest club. I understand the move. I just feel like it's a I feel like it's kind of one of the, it's like sticking your, it's like sticking a needle into a voodoo doll of yourself.
2: I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what though, I'll I'll be honest with you. I am Burnley. I am Cardiff City in FPL this year. For those who've been listening for a long time, you know that I, for those of you who've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know that I I had the season of my life last year.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I
2: mean, I was in the 30,000s last year, which is pretty good considering I'm still relatively new at this FPL thing. This year, I'm in the millions. And, and I, I again, I, I keep teasing it. Stay tuned. We're going to have great content over the summer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk a lot about what I know now that it feels like to be a relegation-threatened club because I have felt it in FPL. If I was relevant at all, Brian, in yeah. FPL, I probably wouldn't have been able to do it Yeah, for that reason. Right. I, I wouldn't do that against my club in real life. But because FPL just has no bearing for me whatsoever anymore mm-hmm. on the rest of this season, I just put my middle fingers in the air and said, <laughs> let's do it. Let's yeah. do it.
1: Well, and it can still work out. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. You're not necessarily expecting. It's the same. I mean, it's any any of these, you know, any club that had a, a bad front end of the double game week and a decent second match in the double game week, you know, you 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 hope that you get something in the in the good matchup. Yeah. So, and I'm
2: I went both ways during the week. And before I finish the statement I was about to make, let me just say that you need to follow us on all aspects of social media. Because during the FA Cup weekend and then especially as we got closer to this game week, we posted our different lineups across all of the different channels. That we, uh, that we are a part of. Yeah. So if you follow us on Facebook, you saw some of the lineups that we're playing. If you follow us on Instagram, you saw some of those lineups as well. You saw Dave's free hit lineup in advance. You saw Brother Matt's free hit lineup. I don't, no, he, he play just free his, hit? Regular no, he lineup. He
0: played his free hit the week before.
2: Regular lineup, okay. 31. So you saw his regular lineup
1: a little bit early on. Brian, did we get... Doing. Not sure, but even if you posted it, mine changed by Saturday morning. <laughs> I so, think so, I did. I think so, I did. So what you saw was there is not what it ended up being in real life. Got do, it. Do you want some, some hard numbers so far for the double game week? Sure. Well, just, just as a reminder that last week, game week 31, the global average was 26. So that's the lowest. At the end of the week. That was the lowest average score of any game week this season. Unbelievable. So the, so far this week, the game game week thirty two, the aver, the average is forty two, which you know that's that can that stands to change a lot. Yeah. So I think just on that fact alone, I mean, the thirty one, the shortened week was a dud for just about everybody because the results were so unpredictable. Well, but right,
0: not only that, but you you didn't have great fantasy options to score well to choose from.
1: I disagree. In the sense that we uh, we all look said, Josh King guy
0: look I <laughs> look Josh King Rondon I guy had Josh unless you King, had those two guys which Josh, is entirely productive. you had a shitty week I I would Money, like Money, Josh King Rondon those three controlled the entire week if you had them
1: true well what I'm saying is though the matchups looked good on paper some of them. Everyone in the world was on West Ham United who disappointed. Yes. And I think there was not, like, nothing really held in that week that you would say, oh, yes, this is something I can definitely count on. Look at the number of people who triple-captained Salah in the juiciest matchup of the entire season. So I'm just saying, like, so far, I mean, this looks... Normal, and there are plenty, you know, depending on what happens, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a, the potential for a lot of points yet yeah. to be scored here because of the caliber of the teams that are yet to play and the players that are yet to yeah, play. It's true. In our own league, teams who free hit, nine, I'm talking, I'm looking at the top 14 because those are the most active teams left in our own mini league. Mini league but yeah. Nine teams did not use the free hit this week. Right. They had already used the free hit. The average score of the teams who went in with a normal a normal roster, their average the average score is forty seven. The average of the five teams who used the free hit this week is a fifty-five. So it is a little I mean, that's a player. That is a, that, that is one good score. You know what I mean? Like that's not it's not drastic. So a lot of this is gonna come down, you know, and Matt says it all the time, your brother. Brother Matt, brother Matt, your brother, sure. Just the, I mean, we know, already know how important it is to hit your captain, but he swears
0: that all of FBL is only hitting your captain. I'm just saying that,
1: like, <laughs> this gap is going to be way bigger, presumably, for teams who used no chip this week. Like, right. the, you know, you're going to have to really nail the player selection that you had coming into this week if
0: you didn't use a triple captain and or Right, a free well, hit. and you're really hope
2: you'd be really hoping that you have a lot of double game weeks already built into your squad, right? All right, very good. I, I will say this too: you also should have followed us on Twitter uh, during the week, because I did put out there into the Twitterverse that you know I didn't know which way to go on Tottenham moving into their new stadium in yep. this upcoming home match against Crystal Palace on Wednesday. Honestly, I could go either way. I went ahead and 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 bucked tradition on this one. Tradition being clubs don't do well when they first move into new stadiums, but uh, you know, I just I just choose to think that Harry Kane's going to have an inspired performance in the first match in the new stadium, despite what history says. Yeah, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see what
0: turns out to be. It might be. (laughs) 8-0. Eight nothing. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I doubt. I that's true. They'll
2: yeah, give am. up a penalty at some point to Luca. So yeah. let's let's make it at least eight one. Sure. All right. It's some something to one for sure. <laughs> Crystal Palace with one. <laughs> All right. So stay tuned. We will find out in a matter of days who was right on the free hit. This very scientific study oh, will come to an end on Wednesday. So
0: scientific. Mm-hmm.
2: Let's talk about Manchester City here first, because There was a lot of interaction. By the way, thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast and then follows us on social media because we had quite a bit of interaction with different listeners. And the one main thing coming into this game week, and I know this was reflected on a lot of other FPL-based outlets as well, is who do I captain, Aguero
0: or Sterling? Yeah, that that seemed to be the pundit question from the highest most professionals out there yeah. to us dorks on this <laughs> podcast. It that that's the question, right? I mean, two juicy matchups. Yep. Two players playing really, really well.
1: Yeah. Who's in better form coming into this week than Raheem Sterling? No one. No one. It? No
0: one was in more better form for clever country than Raheem Sterling. If you
2: say he's number one, though, a close second would be Sergio Aguero. I and went that's with where... Aguero
0: only because. He didn't play the international in the, break. In the international break. Yeah. But it was still I still wanted to like I saw Brian posted his lineup to us the, the night before and I'm like, God man, he's going with Sterling. And I'm like, Sterling just scored what, three goals, four goals over the international break. He had a massive game before the international break. And I'm like, oh, am I screwing up? Am I screwing up not going like I didn't know. I it literally yeah. felt like a coin flip to me. And after
2: one match in that double game week, it is Aguero, who definitely has the edge over Sterling I got so lucky. far. I got lucky. Uh, but also Bernardo Bernardo, Bernardo Silva, Silva hogging the points alongside Sergio Aguero. Right, can right. I just say, on a personal aside, he's the one token citizen that I've been maintaining in my squad. His he's the only 14. one you can
0: afford to get in your That's squad. That's exactly right. <laughs> That's exactly right.
2: I refuse to get rid of him. Fourteen oh, points through one matches. Good, match is good
0: great. on you. Brian quoted Pep earlier in the season saying Well, that was the that was the start of the
1: season issue with Bernardo Silva. It's the reason why I owned him for the first few weeks of the season that it was, you know, Bernardo plus plus ten. And so, you know, look, uh he scored here with his only shot on target. Both City hey, goals. listen, don't not, diminish this, right. No, but City's goals were not like... They weren't great goals. In
0: fact, I mean, they, they were both were on giveaways. Yeah, I mean, so... They were so, both
1: giveaways. It wasn't
0: like Fulham played bad.
1: I was about to say... Fulham
0: played Liverpool tough. Don't, don't shrug... Don't all, poo-poo this, is, guys. This all, don't all say I was, Fulham
2: didn't play bad. I mean, you give away two goals in the first 25 or so minutes on two turnovers. And they also had sure. zero shots on target.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, what I was about, what I was
2: about <laughs> yeah. to say was, let's not get Fulham credit here. Hey, Brent,
0: they Dave. had chances.
1: He scored with his only shot on target, but right after that is, who cares? All any city player needs is one good shot on That's target. True. It doesn't. Uh, the thing I think is really neat about Bernardo Silva uh, in a segment that I like to call uh, Bernardo Silva. Uh, <laughs> pretty neat for the thirteenth highest scoring midfielder in FPL. His price has never gone above 7.6, and it has never dropped below 7.5, mm. his starting value for the season, 7.5. Do you
2: think that FPL just forgotten about him?
1: I I mean, has anybody had him for more than a few weeks at a time?
2: Ooh, ooh, right here, this guy, <laughs> right on, here, right on, here. here.
0: Stop, how, how many, many weeks have you had, had
1: Bernardo Silva?
2: Uh, it's probably been at least
1: three months, maybe four That's months. That's excellent. Thank yeah. you. I, I, mean,
0: I don't is, believe it and I am fact checking. Uh, Keep talking.
1: I the only guy other than Bernardo Silva that I think that you deserve you would deserve more credit had you bought him early and held for that long is Gilfie Sigurdsson. Mm-hmm. Based on Gilfie's overall point total That's a good for this season. Brian. Gilfie is the he's this it's I feel like he's very much the Christian Erickson. What we expected of Christian Erickson this season. That is Gilfie Sigurdsson this season.
0: Scott and Bernardo Silva? In game week 24. What's the date? Match week 24. That's good. Scott owned Bernardo Silva starting in match week 24. Hey, kudos, Scott. That's All right, so just, just two months. I exaggerated
2: a little bit, I guess.
1: Well, Bernardo Silva is one of the most purchased. He's one of the mo- five most purchased players so far through this the middle of this game week going into 33. So despite the blank, just like happened with uh, City players before their last blank... The high scoring guy is the uh is the hot hand. So a mm-hmm. lot of lot of people going for him no matter what. And I'm sure seven and a half pounds makes it a even more. Well, that's more, why he's still there. Yeah, it's an amazing price. Yeah, that's
2: why he's still country. there. Now Sterling fans shouldn't Sterling fans and Sterling owners shouldn't worry yet, correct? I mean, it could easily be Sterling in the next match.
1: Five I, five shots led all city players for the match. I say Raheem Sterling is uh I mean, he's prolific, so I'm not I'm not worried about it because of the Liverpool result.
0: It it was weird how Fulham was playing in the match. All the the in, in both goals kind of came off the turnover. Sterling did have shots, but it just felt like most of the action, the better action, came through the middle where Aguero and Bernardo Silva both were for a lot of the match, and and Sterling was on the wings. It just seemed, didn't seem like there was a ton of wing action going on there. But for whatever reason. But Brian, you yep. captain Sterling. Yep. And and right now I wanna ask you, are you a little nervous because he played almost a full ninety and coming off of two games in the international break, mm-hmm. Sane did not play at all. Yeah. Is there a concern that Sane start Sane and Marez are starting opposite either Jesus or Aguero come? Wednesday
1: yeah I mean I think yeah yes it is Wednesday I think there isn't I think it's a slight concern but like I said I mean I just feel like the the league games matter the most they, they Especially, have they have actually okay so, Saturday and Saturday the the FA Cup semifinal against they play Brighton on Saturday so if you're pep and you're going for that you know you want that you want that trophy yeah so I mean, are you okay playing Brighton with Jesus, Mares, Sane? Probably. Probably. I mean, so I, even if it's sixty minutes, even if it's
0: no, it's Cardiff. They're playing Cardiff.
1: Right. They play Cardiff Wednesday. Sip, I'm saying. Right. I'm oh, saying oh, Saturday. Right. I'm you. saying. Okay, so Roger. that's the next. That got you. Know, you. That's in the FA. Yeah. Right. So and I was gonna say about even about Aguero. I mean right now in in terms of Sergio Aguero's injury, I mean he's subs off at 56 minutes. They you know they say precautionary, but all we have right now is hopefully. That's all we know from Pep is that he's hopeful that Aguero doesn't have a serious injury. He said we'll know more tomorrow or the day after tomorrow. So that means today, Monday or tomorrow, Monday. So match with Cardiff isn't until Wednesday. I'm guessing they should still be involved. I mean, at this point, we can't yeah. do anything about it,
0: right? Well, keep in mind hope. too.
1: Keep in mind too.
2: Manchester City are in in an unprecedented position. They can literally count the number of matches they are away from an unprecedented quadruple. Fourteen. They've got fourteen matches to play toward a quadruple. Yeah. Incredible, incredible. And I would dare say at this point, Pep will play who he needs to play. In those fourteen matches to get the results that he needs.
0: It, well, it's fair, and, and it's not crazy to say, "Hey, we probably will never have a chance to do this again."
2: Quite possibly. So, S- especially if there's any anything to these investigations. Over this this summer.
1: is
0: it. Right. So, it's, so this <laughs> is it, right? Like yeah. everyone's gonna play until their legs fall off. This is it. We have this. We can see the end goal. The FA Cup cleared out. Kind of nice for them with the other bigger mm-hmm. teams not being around. They're still in Champions League. They're going to be playing Tottenham, right? Yeah, Champions League coming and that's up. That's not
1: until next Tuesday. So
0: and liver and they're fighting Liverpool, and they have to get every single point because Liverpool, Liverpool got it done again. Man, Liverpool's having the type of year where the balls kind of bouncing their way. Yeah, today, that, today it bounced their way. It bounced their, the the Everton or goal bounced, You know, the bounces went their way. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got to have that to win the title. Sometimes I'm not knocking it
1: on a on a uh fpl personal level uh drew league drew who's in now in second place who had been in first for a lot of this season yes he is triple captain raheem sterling so i'm in mm. a similar place as you guys as far as your bet goes <laughs> with sterling as my captain right and sterling as his triple captain sure I, are you okay? <laughs> I, and knowing how close third place is, like yeah. the, you know, now third and fourth, you know, are are, kind are, of breathing are creeping up there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and and that is the difference right now is Raheem Sterling as you know for us as captain and triple captain. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just uh, it's a little difficult to say that I want him to just go bonkers against <laughs> Cardiff. However, it would be nice for him to do nothing. more than nothing. So uh, anyway.
2: Let's shift to the aforementioned Liverpool uh, because that is the one club that can challenge Manchester City at this point for the Premier League trophy. Liverpool getting it done, as you said, two to one. Yeah, uh, against Tottenham. Big. That's a big game, man. Thanks to Hugo Lloris's howler.
1: Yeah, but uh, hey, why doesn't this is a, not? I mean, not to interrupt this again. Yeah, why don't goalkeepers catch? <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I've seen that multiple times where I'm like. I get that you're parrying the shots away and trying to put it in a place where it isn't at another attacking player, but that that was not a screamer. No, it was a header of a shot. It was a header. It was a. It was a, and not a. I'm not saying it's soft. Just seems like the kind of ball. Like you got your gloves on it, man. Just close your hands. Yeah. Tighten the fingers. (laughs) Catch it. Lay on it like everyone else does. Weird. Future goalkeeping
2: coach, Brian Shesko.
1: Hey, don't be weird. (laughs) Catch it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It leads to an Alderweireld own goal and a Liverpool victory. Now, the FPL relevant storyline here is the same because Liverpool gave up a goal. So if you kept Allison, if you kept Virgil, or if you kept... Trent Alexander-Arnold, who who looked promising. anybody but Anybody but the the man of the season, Andy Robertson. Well, I kept him, for sure. If you kept anyone else, you didn't get much here because of that goal. But Salah gets five because he is given some credit.
0: the assist on the own goal. Correct.
2: So, Dave, does that change anything for you? Do you feel better about Salah finding his mojo for the rest of the season
0: after this own goal? Interesting, you should ask me. Yes, Dave. I'm going to bring up something right now okay. that has me a touch bitter. <laughs> bitter. Okay. okay. All right. So when Mane was going bananas in 31 uh-huh. and Salah wasn't. Right. That day, remember, once the match week starts, you can make transfers for the next week. I see where we're I going. transferred that day, and I was planning on using my free hit on 32. Mm-hmm. We've discussed this. If you're going to have a transfer, make sure you use it finalize it before you ever activate your chip, your yeah. free hit chip. Yep. So I, I think Brian did too, correct me if I'm wrong. Not that day. Maybe not that day, but a later day, a few days after this. But I, me that day, transferred Salah out and brought Mane in. I did not activate my chip for another couple days. Okay. Remember, this is over that long international break. You
2: used your transfer as we recommended before you decided to play your chip. Absolutely. You didn't want to waste your transfer. No, because...
0: Okay. So at that point, it was like I'd already waited too long on Salah. Sure. So so I decided to get rid of him in preparation really for 33. Yeah. So much to my chagrin today, as Brian points out, because he did the same thing at a later time. He said, you're not going to believe this. I went back to set my lineup, to look at my lineup for 33, because everyone's been focused on 32. Right. Who's actually, well, and and until today, you couldn't have looked at your 33 lineup. I did the same thing. I've looked at 33 as well. So Brian looks at it and goes, Salah's still in my team. Salah's back. I'm like, what? So I go and I look. He's back in my team. Yeah. And I'm like, what kind of voodoo is this? And our conclusion was, that we came to was, We were wrong. We were wrong. We were dead wrong, and I don't know
1: how. Free hit chip is in lieu of transfer. Yeah. You lose. You literally do lose whatever
0: transfers you have. There's no way to save it. There's no way. And and what's especially bad is, and I don't know this, and I'm not going to risk it, is if you have two transfers going into a free hit week, Mm. what happens? You lose both. Anyways, bottom line is, and Brian, tell me, What was another problem of now finding out that Salah's on your team two weeks later when you thought he was gone?
1: Well, just that, you know, I've already, we've we've spent so much of this season talking about team value and trying to, you know, maximize those tenths where you can, and and I didn't want to, I already have lost, I mean, I, sadly, when I bought Mo Salah, he was 13 and a half pounds. Now he's at thirteen point two. He had dropped a tenth. It took a while. Thank you, FPL, for delaying the price drop. But he dropped another tenth this week. And I transferred him out before his price drop thinking like, yes, good. At least I didn't lose another tenth on him. I was wrong. I did lose another tenth, and on. as did I. And now. I don't want to. I I did. I really didn't want to lose another tenth on a guy that I just 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 because I had him a week too long or a day too long or or sometimes five minutes too long, you know. Yeah. So a little frustrating. Now I know what you're going to
0: say. I mean, so now, so now going into 33, guess what, Scott? I have to keep him. Salah. Yeah. So. I thought it was a little – a bit of shenanigans today, if I can be honest. Mm-hmm. As I'm watching Salah score the own goal, mm-hmm. so technically he didn't score. No. It looked very kind of fakey lift lift our our Liverpool teammate up who needs to desperately have some form of a goal. <laughs> Let, Are you alleging Matt fixing in this? The, no, I'm, I'm saying the Liverpool teammates celebrating – The in quote Salah goal that was not a Salah goal, and then Salah is even doing his goal celebration, his praise be Allah down on the ground, acting like he's celebrating a goal. Mm -hmm.
1: I believe that's the word for word Muslim prayer, also.
0: Yeah, it might be. My point being is this as a that's a freaking hoax. Are all 28 of those goal
2: that Brian or that Dave wants shot into the sky? Are they all Muslim? Definitely in there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Come on. Look, he didn't score it. Yeah. He didn't score it.
2: Dave, Dave, can I ask you a question? Let's let's reverse this a little it's bit. It's just
0: so like, oh, we want him to score so bad, but he can't seem to do it. So he got an own goal, so let's just like help him. Feel good. That's what was going on there. <laughs> Sounds like great. You up, know it, Brian you That's me. what was going on. I
1: felt like it was just I felt like it was the moment. That they, they knew they were back in the. I mean that they went back to the top of the table. It now, was such a necessary moment. celebrating for them. that. Great. I, I that's because how,
0: that is important. They went ahead. I understand. They're first
2: in the table because they went ahead in this match.
1: I felt like there are other moments in matches prior to this where there was de- like Salas' frustration has been has been all over his face, all over his face and gestures and body language for weeks. Who is supposed to be in the Golden Boot race, Mo Salah or Sadio Mane?
2: Isn't he still tied second? Yeah, Salah? but
1: how close is Mane? Yeah, very. Yeah, no, is, they have the same number. Both on seventeen. This is not supposed to be happening, and yet it is. Ah, and so, listen, I I'm not saying that they're. I'm not saying that it's like there's nothing disruptive about it as far as the the club is concerned or anything. I just think I didn't. Yeah, I didn't necessarily think it was them. Like. We need to pick up our guy because he's a sad guy right now.
2: There's two things I need to say here. First of all, mercifully, we don't have an Arsenal moment this week on our podcast <laughs> okay, okay. because Arsenal hasn't played their match <laughs> right. yet. That's I Monday. I Monday matches, by the way. I do, I do too. Uh, let's get him on the weekend, Premier League. Yes. But you know, Brian, and I'm only talking uh, to Brian right now, Dave. <laughs> okay. You know, Brian, yeah. that if Arsenal were second, and then first after scoring in this match. And say instead of Salah, it was Aubameyang, who's been going through a little bit of a goal-scoring slump. Ozil. Or (laughs) even better, Raccoon Eyes, Ozil. Let's say that that happens, and Ozil gets the goal off of an own goal, or or gets the assist off of an own goal, and Arsenal crowds around him in a way that almost might suggest they're building up and lifting up mess at Ozil because, I mean... You know, he's being a little emotional at the moment about not playing so well. You know, Dave would love the camaraderie on Arsenal's squad
1: about that. They're so together. Oh, it's so good to see him rallying around a moment like that. Wrong, wrong, (laughs) wrong. I would say hoax. That
2: is so right. That is so right. And we know it, Dave. Even if you don't, it's fine. It's fine.
1: I think Mo Salah had five shots in this match, no other Red had more than two. Uh, and if that's the kind of stupid bull crap that it takes <laughs> for Sala to get back on track as a person who continues to have to own him, then, yes. then heck, I'll
2: take it. Right. Now, now, listen. This is the thing, though. You lost your money not because we gave out bad advice, which no. we didn't understand. You lost your money because the FPL has a stupid rule in place. This is true. And I want to center the fault where it belongs. Yes, we misunderstood that it, you need – we thought you – could use your transfer before your chip to avoid losing it. Turns out you can't. And the fact well, now that we know that you can't, sure, we were wrong on that, but at the same time, the fact that that is a thing is ridiculous. Listen,
1: just think of this. Just think of it in sequence. I have Salah. I sell Salah, and now I own Sadio Mane. That is now my, my team. I click free hit. I am now making a new team based on a team that Sadio has money in it. In yes. It. Yes. That, that does not. How is that not simple one plus one math? I cannot believe that that <laughs> is not. So how is that not the absolute basic thing, the principle that is guiding what you're about to do in terms of making
0: your move? It's a, it is simple math. And FPL, quit screwing us <laughs> on simple math.
1: Look, I can live with it. I think we'll talk about it later when we preview week 33. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're loading up on Liverpool for this week. You should have three Liverpool players from now till the end of the season. You probably should have had three Liverpool players all season long anyway. Mm -hmm. So keeping Salah in there, if, what you say is true, and you believe this to your core, Scott. <laughs> and I now I hope you're right. That are <laughs> a league title is I riding do. on this. I hope you're right. That Salah is that Salah's gonna gonna break good I never here. I to the
0: end of my long exasperated story. Oh, is well, now after all that bull crap, I'm glad that maybe Salah is feeling happy, and he <laughs> is gonna score next week because I'm probably gonna have to keep him.
1: Yeah. This is, uh, this is quite, a, quite a development. I love it so much.
2: Let's give out the Christian Benteke Wasteful Player of the Week Award at this point. Uh, for 24 hours, the winner of this award was going to be Callum Wilson. Callum Wilson had an egregious miss yeah. in the Leicester 2 Bournemouth nil result mm-hmm. uh, that obviously contributed to the fact that the Cherries came away with nothing here at King Power. But 24 hours later, there was a more egregious miss than Wilson's, Mm -hmm. and that was Musa Sissoko's. Mm. Yeah, it was. That would have completely changed the course of this match. It would have completely changed the course of the season and the title race had Sissoko not missed. But he did. And therefore, he gets the Christian Mintek a wasteful player
1: of the week. It was also, not only was it hilarious and a uh, terrible miss, but it also kept Delhi from getting uh, at least an assist on the play. Well, so it was, uh, it was really a great moment for me.
0: Play of the game was, and I don't know who was there because I didn't go back and look. Who was playing defense there? Does anyone know? It was know?
1: Virgil. Because Virgil got hurt potentially. Could be just a twist or something play. on that. When, yeah, so he what slid was so to to great
0: play. about that play was, and, and this just speaks to the, the greatness of Virgil van Dijk as, yeah. a, as a defensive player, who he ha- has my utmost John Terry level of respect. Absolutely. He knew. Son is here. Yep. Son's a closer. Yes. ABC, always <laughs> be closing. Son's a closer. That's true. Sissoko is a choke artist. <laughs> Who doesn't score. <laughs> and he literally, he literally, he made a choice. He said, son's not getting it. And he said, hey, hey Allison, guess what? You got a one-on-one with Sissoko. That's what he did. Yeah. And he had to make that choice. It was so brilliant. It This goes to knowing the team that you're playing. Yeah. It won't surprise me if at the end of the season, if Liverpool's on top, that that play doesn't end up being maybe one of the most important plays decisions in the season what am i doing right now dave you're crossing your fingers you're would, true would that Listen, it were i'm serious that's the kind of plays that that players have to make that will never show up and it will only be remembered via podcasts and in our minds <laughs> that's how big a play that was
1: yeah very true and it's sad because sissoko has been really good overall for spurs this season but, but that, you no, no. but you don't expect but you do not yeah that's the that's like maybe the third yeah. to last guy that exactly. you want running in there
0: that's exactly what i'm saying like i'm not ch- he's had a good season but scoring isn't his thing no. Yeah, not having a one. He's never in that position. I don't expect him to be able to succeed because he's never in that position. And so I'm not. I I want to be fair. Not I'm not faulting him, even though Scott did give him the Christian Benteke wasteful Player of the week award. Well deserved. It was yeah, wasteful, for sure. but I, I'm not going to bash his head over the fact that it's not like it, he was a Yang missing from three yards out.
1: I would have also nominated uh, Ivan Cavalero for mm. Wolves, who going missed deep. I like it. Who missed a. Really he blew a really great pass from uh I think it was Den Donker. And it was right at right near the start of the second half against one of Martin my favorite Lee. FPL names. Names of the season. And it would have uh I mean obviously that would have changed the the look of that match for sure, but anyway. No, for sure. Sissoko is uh he gets it. Let's shift to
2: Cardiff one Chelsea two. This match in part in part decided by a goal that should have been disallowed immediately. Cesar Azpilicueta gets the scoring started for Chelsea easily two yards offside. Gentlemen, mm. this obviously has implications for the top four race, Yep. but as we also feared, this is another decision made by a, an official that's going to have implications on the relegation race.
0: It's, it's fascinating. Look, again... I'm hoping someone very smart out there is keeping a list of all the decisions that VAR would have overturned very clearly and how that would have affected the points races well, on relegation and top four.
1: I sure. thought, Scott, this was a match that was like tailor-made for the most hated elements of the Premier League in general. Because okay. I felt like this entire match was riddled with horror yeah, officiating decisions starting with
2: absolutely it was
1: uh, Gunnarsson dragging Rudiger down in yes. the box a clear. Oh, felt like what look what looked like a pretty clear yep. penalty. Marcus Alonso in a segment <laughs> we like to call Marcus Alonso continues to be trash. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> that dude gets the get who, who's the luckiest player of all time because he's going to get the whoever is the luckiest player of all time award for the season the number of times he's done something and gotten away with it where he should have been
0: red carded in some yellow way carded, second yeah, yellow
1: another one here where he gets right he he clear grab on sean morrison yep so i just feel like this entire match was, was it's full true of those moments it's
2: true and and it's just unfortunate because we feared the very last podcast that we did together you know we talked about how the fear was that Bad refereeing decisions because VAR was delayed for a year is going to uh, decide the title race. You know, we feared it might also decide the relegation race or the top four race, and here's a match where it did. It did. Yeah. And I loved, listen, Cardiff City, they're not the most pleasing club to watch. They're not. But when you go back throughout this season and, and you see like the tragedy that they've gone through. It's true. The fact that their heart and soul in defense, and I'm sorry, Sean Morrison, you're great, but Sol Bamba is the heart and soul of your defense. And now he's out for the rest of the season with a mm-hmm. devastating injury. And then you have something like this happen. I mean, how can you not pull for Cardiff City for the rest of the season to pull off some kind of miracle? And I will say this, Neil Warnock is a crazy bastard. He absolutely is. But you know what? I love what he did today. I love Neil Warnock. He's so great. When he went out onto the pitch, he could have and would have been one of just many managers this season who would berate the officials after the match. He could have easily done that. He would have been justified in doing that. But he goes out and says he does something better. It's great. Absolutely better. He goes out and he just stands there and stares at Hands on
0: his hips. Yep, Hands on his hips, about 10 yards in the middle of the field away from the referees who are standing in their 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 normal end-of-the-game
2: line yep. in the middle of the Waiting field. Waiting to
0: come off the pitch. And the thing
2: that makes that move so brilliant is that instead of making that moment about himself, himself berating the officials, he keeps the attention squarely where it belongs, and on that is the on officials, the officials who screwed he up.
0: stared at them with his hands on his hips, so not saying a word, but giving them the look of come on, you
2: what are you exactly doing to
0: right. me? That's and exactly he just, right. He had that look. It was he didn't say a word, so he can't get suspended and he or or fined, and he is just staring at them, and the crowd loved it. Booed them like crazy. They booed him. Yep. He the crowd starts booing, he starts applauding the crowd. It was a fantastic. Fantastic scene for me. I loved it. I, did I, it. I absolutely <laughs> <Yeah>. loved it. <laughs> it was excellent.
1: This it reminded me of. Well, there's two things. Can I say two things? Yeah. Or are you going to say something? No. Something? Go ahead. Well, first of all, I know we've talked about it before. Just, just the the mystery of sports when when there's a a crucial moment that changes the immediate outcome, you know, one way or the other. Not, not ever knowing what would have happened from that point forward. Yes. Just because a, a goal scored is such a crucial moment. Yes. The first goal is such a big deal that if that first penalty gets called and Chelsea score early, because they were all, I mean, it was all Chelsea early. So if they score early, does that impact their defensive shape? Does that do any, I mean, obviously that helps them in the flow of the match. If the second penalty is then called and they go one-one into halftime, you know this. How? What does that? How does that affect the moments afterwards? I. It's. It's just one of the things that you know. You see that and just think: Would that have mattered at all? Would it have affected the way? Does Eden Hazard come on in that match? Oh, I was going
0: to mention we haven't even mentioned it yet. The, right, but that's Eden what I'm saying. Eden like, Hazard benched. Right. Surprise.
1: Like, Well, any of the guys who—I mean, anything that they did, like what you know, any any of the 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 rotation here, who gets subbed on and and when, you know, how does that change? So I just think that seeing seeing that initial call being missed, you know, wondering what that would have done to the you know the remainder of the match, and then also on a fantasy Premier League uh, analysis point. I would like to submit this match for FPL officially to demote Chelsea from a red-rated matchup. Hmm. I, already think, I already think the color-coded scale is stupid. Yes. I believe that this is sufficient for Chelsea to be uh, knocked down a peg. It, could, it sh- probably should have happened when they lost 2-0 to Everton. This... Was fraudulent.
0: <laughs> I and, and listen, we haven't had one of these in a very long time. Brother, brother Matt, stat of the day. What? And now it's time for Brother Matt's stat of the day. Chelsea has not had a clean sheet in 2019. Right. Take
1: them off red, FPL. They are not a red matchup. Not They're, for this season. Rudiger should have had a red card uh marcus Alonso should have been penalized at some point here come on hey this is not not a red this is not a red defense the only
0: thing that i was happy about today because when carter scored early i said screw me i had two chelsea defenders playing in my free hit Mm -hmm. week i smiled i know you did Mm -hmm. but i was slightly redeemed (laughs) by cesar we'll just call him dave as
2: Pilaqueta. Oh. Do you feel good? Are you going to feel good about winning this bet on this fraudulent goal and the points that it gave you? <laughs> Not oh. only
0: did he score oh. a goal, oh. but he got three bonus points for it, too.
1: Oh, the injustice.
0: Oh, I <laughs> hate That's those 10 shit. points. So it ended up working out. I got 12 points across both my defenders. See, Dave, it's, it's true. It's like two clean sheets. See, it's true what
2: they say, going back to the Sheenitz disaster, all the decisions work out. By the end of the season, Dave, this this one worked into your favor, offsetting some of the Koloschian's disaster. Of course, it's not going to help me in our bet, but
1: whatever. I'm so conflicted. <laughs> I almost want to write a letter to FPL saying, "Hey, maybe you should take some points off of him."
2: I agree. <laughs> There's a lot of things I'd like FPL to do differently. Hey, Brian mentioned Delhi Ali a little bit earlier over uh, one missed opportunity that he had in the Liverpool match. The Despite that, he is going to be the subject of this week's podcast sponsor. All right. Hello, I'm Deli Ali, and I'm proud to be here on the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast on behalf of Leo Fortis, this week's sponsor. Established in 2018, Leo Fortis was founded and co-designed by me, Deli Ali. Inspired by our love for both fashion and sport, the Leo Fortis collection offers both luxury and casual headwear Ooh. to perfectly complement all styles and trends really? check out our lookbook to find your favorite yes, it's know. on our website leofortis.co.uk are you what? saying leo forest fortis? Fortis. fortis 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 f-o-r-t-i-s this is okay. scott now by the way
1: yeah sure yeah man
0: fortis leo forest deli look at that
1: him and Jay jaylings i need this i need him to show me how to play uh Fortnite
0: better jesse lingard for those who don't know who <laughs> whose brand Jay lings is yeah
1: i'll definitely check out i need some casual headwear
0: yeah sure well i need some luxury headwear so
2: I, guess oh, we're yeah. both in luck.
1: I might check that out too all right
2: let's shift gears to a different result this past weekend west ham nil everton
1: two don't you mean don't you mean go at a normal speed and then throw a, a car going forward into reverse
2: well i guess if you consider a 4-3 win over huddersfield moving forward sure they followed that up obviously with this devastating loss here at home i've got three things i want to bring up as part of this match the first one is the fact that we praised and promoted chicharito in our last podcast but he's back to his spot on the bench to start this match one point for fpl
1: Hey, West Ham fans had plenty to be complaining about heading into this match. Uh, where was Mark Noble? Why wasn't Mark Noble starting here? Things
0: aren't good when Noble's not around.
1: It is not. They need a. They need, they need their a, they locker need a, room dad. They need a field general and a locker room dad. Uh, also, Felipe Anderson uh, misses out with an ankle knock here. They're already dealing with plenty of other injuries. So, yeah, dumb. All dumb. All the way around here. The why are we talking about West Ham? This be, is this was embarrassing.
2: It was so. Let's focus on Everton then. I, I well, first of all, the reason why I brought West Ham up is because we said Chicharito's potentially going to be a great own for the rest of the season, and here he yeah. is getting one point. Very disappointing. Oh, but yeah, let's talk about Everton. Their defense keeps rolling. Yep. Let's talk about Everton's some of these guys. Been
0: ridiculous.
2: All right, let me give you just lines of stats here. Scores. All right, so the last five for Pickford, six, seven, seven, nine, six.
0: And by <laughs> the way, I kind of touted that last podcast.
2: You did. Michael Keane, 6, 6, 66166. Yep. Seamus Coleman, 11-6, a blank, 8-11. Uh-huh. Lucas or Luca Dina, five seven, four, six, six. Thankfully, I've never gotten rid of him either. Kurt Zuma puts up 15 after scoring in this match everton's defense is rolling Mm -hmm. what do we make of this
1: every single everton defender and goalkeeper almost at the top of the form list across the board
0: so in the next three matches they go they're home to arsenal at fulham home to united Uh it's not the easiest does that affect their defensive form or is this something that they're kind of coming into
1: I, don't I know, think Dave. it
0: might be something that they're coming into hosting me, Arsenal.
1: Will they get? Will they get a clean sheet hosting Arsenal? We, I have some, I have some numbers on that. We can, we want to talk about that in the week thirty-three preview. I, I just feel like this is an amazing run. Pickford bails you out in the Newcastle match with a penalty save. So, you know, again, thanks a lot, Matt Ritchie, but <laughs> um, or anyhow. Well, no, just to... If you're gonna buy, if you were gonna, if you don't own someone on this defense or Jordan Pickford already. Are how useful to me? I don't think they're useful for more than really two of the last six. I feel like they have two matches where you say now, that's useful.
0: I'll say this again because I
1: don't think Liverpool at, I don't think and at, Chelsea at Crystal Palace is not good. It's and not, it's different. You it's different against Liverpool. It's a derby because it was a derby. Yeah. Yep. So I to me I just throw that out cuz both both Liverpool matches this season should have ended nil nil.
0: Well one did end nil. No,
1: they both should have was what I'm saying. Okay, I'm okay, emphasizing gotcha. the bothness going not back to the Origi. The, the bothness. Right.
2: Going back to the Origi. Let, let's just soak in the and bask in the greatness yes. of that Origi goal one more time guys. Hold <laughs> on. Think about how great that was.
1: <laughs> we don't have Liverpool moments. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I do, Dave. I
0: okay, do.
2: All right, all right. Well, it's an excellent point. So everyone's going to be flocking to Everton defenders in all likelihood, but maybe now's not the time. Is that what you're saying?
1: I'm just saying, yeah, I mean, I feel like the window was open five weeks ago. You should have Absolutely got, it was. the window, These scores show that. Well, yeah, I mean, if you got in five weeks ago, there was no reason for you to think at that point that the window was going to open at all. Yeah. So if you're reacting after the second week, maybe, those Seamus numbers, uh those are the ones that hurt. Yep. Because as digits, I, as yeah. just weeks ago, as I was saying, oh man, wouldn't that be great if he was ownable? <laughs> <laughs> and here he's got like 200 points sure. in five weeks. Sure. It's
2: true. Dave, I'm going to be really upset if you do win this free hit. Debate because yeah. I've so far got thirteen points on my bench with two guys. Dinya has six of them. Yeah, Bednarik nice. has seven. I
0: know Bednarik.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, thirteen points, uh, and that's and when my third bench player hasn't even played yet, so who knows?
1: Seamus would be How my be. pick if I could pick, but that's that's purely out of that's a that's a heart choice.
2: He's also the most expensive choice.
1: Is he not the same as Dinya? I feel like they're both five point two. Dinya is five two. If you were buying them right now, you don't have either of them. That would be, I would, I You're would, Coleman over Daniel? I would pick Sheamus, but again, that's on that's but that's on, just purely on heart. On, heart. on the like heart overall line. season stats, Dina's is far and away you the best. You guys have a
0: history of love. Yes, <laughs> I love
1: Sheamus Coleman. I've made that abundantly clear for three years. It's true.
0: Where's John Joe Kenny? Keep moving on. I'm kidding. We'll finish
2: the discussion of this match by. Closing out Brian's point earlier that West Ham is not worth talking about. Ugh. Manuel Pellegrini provides the manager quote of the week to prove that. I don't think he wants to talk about his own club at this point. Here's what he had to say post-match. We had a complete disaster, both attacking and defending. Without a doubt, it
1: was the worst performance of the year. Wow. Um, He's not wrong. Fans booed Marco Arnautovic when he was subbed off. In and World rightly War.
2: so. Hate, can, He's done nothing since he tried to go to can, China.
1: He had to be thinking about that moment when he was clapping the fans. They were giving him a standing ovation back in January, and he was probably thinking this is the last time I'll see any of you. Yeah,
2: he's wishing it was. See you wow, in China. Wow, 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 wow. He's wishing it was because he wants to be in China and also because he's done nothing since. Yeah. By the way, this is on Pellegrini now. There comes a point where it—it's the blame needs to be on the manager. We saw it. This is going back to the Chicharito point now. We saw it two weeks ago when we discussed this. Chicharito is the guy between now and the
1: end of the season. And what does he do here? He plays Lucas and Marco up front. That was the uh, I think that was the most shocking thing as far as I could tell from ha- from Hammer fans was starting Lucas Paris.
2: I don't care that there was an international break in there. I don't. Your best guy between now and the end of the season is Chicharito. And let me just say, we do this thing every once in a while where we have these abilities to understand and see things. And when we know things better than the manager himself, it's a problem. We just we gave Pellegrini lots of love just a few weeks ago, but I'm sorry, he messed that one up big time. He better make it right moving forward or else he's going to continue to get booed out of the stadium for the rest of the season.
1: Uh, I also agree with every West Ham fan and anyone else who, uh, who knows that Lucas Fabianski uh, continues to be the best single signing they may have ever made. And oh, it would yeah. have been a million to one. Uh, I mean, it would have been a million to zero if it weren't for Lucas mm. Fabianski in this match.
2: Let's shift back to Lester 2, Bournemouth nil uh, for a moment. Uh, we need to talk about two players in particular on Leicester. I know that they have a short shelf life based on their schedule coming out. And the fact that this new manager bump with Brendan Rodgers will come to an end soon. But it continued here in this match. The first thing I want to ask is uh, just a one-player stud or dud question here on this podcast. Yeah. Wes Morgan. Wes Morgan. He gets 15 points. Go ahead and
1: scream it, Dave.
2: 10 and a 15 in the last two matches, both obviously under Brendan Rogers. Dave, is Wes Morgan an FPL stud or dud?
0: Dud, Scott. A dud. He is a overmatched, overweight, over <laughs> He's not overweight.
1: No, he's not he's overweight. Over-aged, We're overweight. <laughs>
0: overaged dud.
1: Why? Why do you hate him?
0: I don't hate him. After
1: everything he's done for you.
0: He's never done anything for me. Captain Morgan. That's the best thing he's got going for him is his name, Captain Morgan. (laughs) 10 out of 15 in the last two matches. And even a blind squirrel finds that nut. So, Mm. look, 10 out of 15 Scott, didn't he score a tenton for you on your bench or something? Or now you almost transferred him. I almost
2: him in. brought him into my free hit squad. When I
0: saw him score again, I'm like, God bless. That's so, I know. That's so stupid. It's so no, stupid. I'm not bringing him into my squad for anything.
1: Even so. for five and a half or four and a half pounds, Dave, you don't feel like that's a decent way in.
2: Surely you have a defender at four and a half on your squad that you can send out and bring Wes Morgan in,
0: Dave. Um. Now, look, the next three matches are at Huddersfield, home to Newcastle, at West Ham. But then they finish with Arsenal City and Chelsea. We said it was a short shelf life. So,
2: But is Wes Morgan going to be a stud in those next I three know. matches? There's
0: probably something to be said for some weird kind of offensive form going forward. <laughs> well, weird bounces and well, no, deflections. Like, there, there is something to you going up from a, as a defensive man, going up to the box, knowing that you have scored recently.
1: If... If Harry Maguire was not on the team and had not been out due to suspension, I would say yes, definitely Harry. Stud. Yes, definitely by someone like him for the next three or four weeks. Uh, also, we, can we just let's just make this a Leicester City segment because we're going to talk about somebody else, Leicester okay, City. Okay, but first,
2: I just want to point out that on the FPL website, everyone who plays in defense is called a defender. But then not, there's one defensive, defensive man, man, and that's Wes Morgan. So he gets his own category, <laughs> okay. according to Dave. Whatever, Scott. I just want to point that out, because I need many people who are listening to us for the first time to know that we do know what we're talking oh, about. whatever, Scott. You're not- dumb. <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, so uh, quick aside here, okay? Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. I do a lot of editing yes. as part of my full-time occupation. I even do it as a part-time occupation in addition to this hobby podcast of ours. So I do a lot of editing in my life. I, I can't read something and not catch the errors in it. Sure. Right? And when people, like, there, there's this thing that people do. They'll, they'll use these cliches or figures of speech all the time. And they think they're doing it right because they're doing it based on what they thought they heard someone else do mm. in that same way. Yes. And they'll do it wrong. Yes. You know, like, innocent bystander becomes innocent bystander. You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, because Mm, that's what they thought. So people saying things wrong. I'm pretty sure the person that I'm about to, to mention anonymously is not listening to this right now, but just last week, someone, instead of saying pigeonhole, like, Uh like he, he's been pigeonholed into this kind of, he, he literally used it as pigeonholed, H O L
1: D. Nice.
2: And, and I had this opportunity one-on-one in private to correct
1: him that it's not pigeonholed the way
2: that he was using it. Um, yeah, anyway,
1: hold W-H-O-L-E, because you're holding the whole pigeon.
2: Right. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> now, listen, when it comes to this podcast, though, Dave, I can't privately correct you. I'm sorry. i got to make it public so that people know that there's someone on this staff who knows what they're talking about.
1: All right. All right.
2: Back right. to our show. What do you have to say, Dave? Or uh, Brian?
1: No, I just think you were. Let's just make this the Leicester City. Let's In a segment we like to call Leicester City. Now what? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, can you play Mirror in the Bathroom by the English Beat under this segment, please?
0: Mirror in the Bathroom? Yeah, I heard English, the English, I heard English
1: Beat earlier today and it got me in the mood. Can sure. you put that on? Thanks. Yeah, sure. Get it going. <laughs> it's, it's
0: on right now. <laughs> All right, thank
2: you. Oh, man. Dave's face. Sometimes we do need to be on video because your face... Your face showed the whole spectrum of emotion about this song that you're adding to your iTunes playlist even as we
1: speak, and it was amazing. And also the, is he serious? (laughs)
2: Exactly. Which by now, Dave should know that yes, you absolutely are serious. A song that he's never heard of is about to be on his iTunes playlist because you've requested it for this podcast.
1: Go ahead, Scott. Ask your next question about a Leicester City man. Yuri Yeah. Start! He's on fire, man. His
2: last five. And might I add that I think... I'm
0: pretty sure I screamed stud on him a couple weeks ago.
2: Absolutely. We all did. Five, five, nine, five, seven. He has a connection with Jamie Vardy. Mm-hmm. We saw it here. Mm-hmm. That's what contributed to the seven in this match. Perfect. He's incredible right
1: Perfect ball.
0: Now. He's coming into my team. I am... Br- I'm, I'm announcing right now. I don't <laughs> know how... He might be coming in for Salah at this well, point. Here, So... <laughs> I... I well, tell me you wouldn't trust two months Ooh, more man. than Salah? He did outscore Sala this past he week. He has for the last <laughs> six weeks.
1: Yeah, that's really rough.
0: <laughs> it's fact.
1: Um, <laughs> it's true. Look, like you said, Scott, for the next three weeks, the next three weeks of Leicester City, the matchup looks nice. I don't think the last six overall... Are, I think it looks worse than they actually are. Mm, like, do you honestly do either of you believe that Leicester City playing at home to Arsenal or Chelsea in two of their last three is bad? I don't think that's bad. I don't look You don't want to play the gunners? Burn the red <laughs> the the color coded matchup thing. Burn it to the ground. Not Arsenal Ignore that uh, they are like the Berlin Wall. Oh, yeah. They are n- they are impenetrable. Isn't that what they call this season's Arsenal Club? The impenetrables? <laughs> <laughs> God, isn't that what you called them early this season? I sure did. You yeah. sure did, yeah. They never give yeah. up goals. Rob Holding it's, and yeah, Lark Listen, it's been
0: downhill since Holding's injury. Don't you mock that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, what I'm saying is, like, for the next I mean, they have a philosopher back there. Yeah. In Socrates, uh, yes, that is I mean surely, is awesome. Don't you know. mock Socrates <laughs> Look, either? it's. I think it's <laughs> tough in those last three matches. I think it's tougher for. What I'm saying is, I don't think, I don't think that this the matchups are bad for the last six matchups for the offensive players. Right. I think after you know the next three weeks, after West Ham in week 35. You get out of the. If you have Ricardo Pereira, if you have Ben Showell, why are you pointing at me? Don't Jamie point at me. Vardy, Brian. What I'm saying is that's why I'm you saying him? I
0: would not. Sh- are you going to mention Jamie Vardy?
1: What in the Leicester City defender <laughs> list?
0: Dave? In the I, offensive I, list, I,
1: I am not. What I am getting to is that I would not shy away from Jamie Vardy, T. Tielmans. Who do,
0: who do you trust or, more or, right now?
1: Honestly, or James Madison? Who I you, wouldn't shy
0: away from any of those do, guys do through, trust, for the rest of the season. Who would you rather have for the rest of the season? <laughs> Telemans and Vardy, or Salah and Firmino? And I know, oh, I know, what the on. answer probably is, but it's probably closer than you think. I know yeah. Scott. I can't ask you because I know what you choose. I get it. I'm not mocking for the money. So it's I think not it's me a. I
1: think, a, I think it's a valid question because the money, the money difference between Salah, Firmino, it's and not it's not me mocking Liverpool. I know it's not. I know it's not. You're not. You're but not. It's... You're not considering somebody the cal- a, a top a tier one midfielder the same way you're considering Yuri Telemont. That's
0: correct. But his results. Okay, are but there. But let's
1: let's look at two things about this. First of all, and I know that that.
2: You know, we're we're already kind of hedging this a little bit, but you know, you have Liverpool fighting for the title, and you have Leicester fighting for what seventh?
1: Maybe are they maybe. fighting
2: for seventh? I mean, there is a battle among about five different clubs right now for seventh place, which is kind of cool. I yeah. mean, all the all the second tier clubs are playing well right now: Leicester and Everton and Wolves, and I mean, West Ham is still in there. Uh, you know, it's it's a it's an interesting race there if if you consider seventh place something to fight for but but already the motivation for Liverpool is much different. Secondly, let's just let's just put this out there right now. Vardy and Tielemans are at their peak. Now, it might continue for a few weeks, but they are at their peak. Salah and Firmino are not.
0: I don't No, no, you're you're totally true. I don't Look, that's selling Telleman's a little short. He's just had a few games in the FPL. I mean in the F, He's only had a few games in the EPL. I mean Sure. He started. I mean, he's only got about ten games under his belt. So,
2: do you think he's going to do more than five, five, nine, five, seven? Now, again, he might do that for the next three weeks, and you'd be okay You're not with that. poo-pooing that, are you? No, no, not okay. at all. But I'm saying Salah could put up twenty-one next week, and would any of us be surprised
0: against Saints? I'm starting to actually <laughs> going to be surprised if he puts up. A, so I used No, to, you will not. On, Scott. He I, is capable of it. I used to think. I used to think. That that hat trick was just there waiting. And on look, let's. I want to call a spade a spade. You've told you've been saying this for a long time. It's just gonna take one, and then the floodgates are gonna burst open. Yeah. Maybe. I just don't feel that great about it. I've kind of believed you up until recent, and now I'm really starting to doubt it. And yet,
2: far and away. And now I have to keep him. Mosala is the.
0: Highest-scoring player in FPL. That
2: still needs to be pointed
0: out. It only because he had a six-week stretch in the middle of the season that was really good. But he's been garbage the last ten weeks. Sure. total Well, garbage. I mean, I, come on. I, he scored
2: five points in this last match. That's not garbage. I get it. He's 13-plus pounds, but still, that's not garbage. You would take five points in the heart of your squad every single week. I mean, the guy is good for it. I mean. Scott. I know. I know. He hasn't been as good as you want him to at 13 Scott, pounds. I totally get that. But Salah's going to put he's up been points. been underperforming. He's going to put up points. He's.
0: I still stand by it. Look. He's going to put up points. I've been on record. I think I want Liverpool winning the title over City. I I don't know what to root for on a regular basis. But I definitely don't think Salah, whatever he had last year, he doesn't seem to have right now. And, and of course, watch me sell him. There's no sooner than I sell him, Brian. He'll be great
1: if selling him is what it takes for him to get back on track. Dave, I am all for you selling him.
0: <laughs> and you keep uh, <laughs> listen. I, now, I well, all
1: I'm saying is no. You're not going to sell Firmino and Salah to bring in Vardy and Telemond as a as a one for one exchange. But I'm saying like yeah, you those two guys. If you wanted to put that, you want to put that on a bet. I don't know. Why don't but, you make it as a bet?
0: Well, so. I think it's, what's crazy is I don't think that they outscore them much. In other words, if you gave me 10 points it, or if you gave me a few points, I don't know what the good number would be. But if you said, look, T- Sala and, and Firmino will not will outscore why do you need Telemans points? and Vardy by, by 15 points the rest of the season. You keep downplaying these
1: guys
2: in their performance, but then you keep wanting points in their bets. Well, it, it's th- ridiculous. I mean, you're so
0: confident in them. Why, why would that bother you?
1: Yeah, you. this is a really good bet the more I think about it. Why don't you guys make <laughs> this into a bet? I'm okay with losing more bets. Come on.
2: <laughs> yeah, we did document last time that you're losing all of them right now. We
0: haven't had one in a while. You've been pre-gamed. Come what, on. So you think Firmino Lester's and, duo for, is going to be better?
1: Roberto Firmino and, and Mohamed Salah of Liverpool will outscore Jamie Vardy and Yuri Tielemans. Oh, my gosh. By. Twenty fantasy Premier League points. Wait, wait, By how much for the net twenty? Why
2: do I have to put twenty points on this? If you think they suck so bad, how about this, Dave? How about that their points per pound will be worse? Well, come on, I'm giving you the bet. You got the money in your favor.
0: All you, right, don't, hold on, hold on. Stop. You really want to make that bet—the points per pound from this point forward? Absolutely. Going out? For I'm the, that confident that Salah going to find it. The next
1: six weeks for this final six weeks okay. of the Premier League season, Roberto Firmina and Mohamed Salah will be better on a points per pound basis than Telemans and Vardy. Jamie Vardy and Yuri Telemans done. Like, All right. Guess this is a good bet. I hope that
0: I'm not too drunk for this. <laughs>
1: All right, Wolves. Hey, How many people? Hey, last thing on, on Lester. <laughs> Listen. Listen. Ja- James Madison has been excellent. It did not show in the score sheet. It did not show in his returns today. But James Madison is unlucky today to come away with more than three. James Madison is a more. player. This guy like has him. been excellent, and I think that he is a guy who's worth – James Madison
0: will make an excellent
1: Arsenal player soon. He's got the look for it. Scott.
2: Do you know what two players I hope are FPL forces next year because they play enough to become forces? Ruben Loftus Cheek. Yes, agree. Harvey Barnes. That yeah. guy is all over the what place. What about Dwight
0: McNeil? Your boy.
2: I love Dwight McNeil, but we're not on that match okay, yet. all right. He got all me right. nine
0: in
1: my lineup.
2: All right. Let's talk about Wolves. Speaking
1: of Dwight McNeil, for thirty seconds. Literally thirty seconds. Burnley
2: two, Wolves nil. How many people played a lot of Wolves players to max out on the and, and benefit from the double game week? A I think bit.
0: I think people that had that either used free hits and/or especially people who didn't have free hits probably already had some Wolves players. And
1: he, Jimenez was one of the three most transferred in forwards. Oh, absolutely, uh, for the game, for the as it probably game should week.
2: have been. Well, he should be in lineups anyway, right? He should be. I mean, absolutely. But he this can was a rough. <laughs> this well, this was a rough start to that double game week for Wolves because if anything, this was the easier matchup because now they host Manchester United. Yeah. In the second match, no one got more than two points on this squad, and that's a rough start. But as you mentioned, Dave, thank you very much. I still do own Dwight McNeil as a differential end of the line midfielder in my squad. He's been great. Nine points. Yeah. Nine points. Unbelievable. I played him even though. What a
0: lucky bonus for you.
2: Well, I don't have my free (laughs) hit, obviously. He's
0: one of the few players in my squad. Talk about two players dragging your team out of the cellar this week Bernardo Silva and Dwight McNeil.
2: Well, McNeil, this was his only match. Yeah. Nine points. I'll take it. Yeah. Nine points is probably more than No doubt.
0: (laughs) That's amazing that you got that from, I mean, Dwight McNeil. Yeah. He is
2: going to keep playing for the rest of the season, by the way. He is Burnley's future. And uh, he's going to keep playing, you know, unless there's a reason for Burnley to stop trying. But right now, they still need to add to the points that they have for the season. McNeil will keep playing. This is outstanding. I'm going to keep owning him probably for the rest of the season. All right, Scott's stat of the day.
0: And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. It's
2: the number six. Number
0: six. Six, Brian. The number of... Uh, dribbles that Salah lost
1: Six The number of passive aggressive comments That Sean Dyche made about the officials <laughs> Post-match
0: Oh, I, I want to change mine Six, the number of times Neil Warnock Crossed his arms When <laughs> looking at the yeah. officials That's good Okay.
2: By the way, I loved it Because there's a moment during that and Towards the end of that match Cardiff-Chelsea Where the two managers were Kind of arguing with each other And it, what it was Neil Warnock he, he kind of elaborated post-match saying, yeah, sorry, was he, he's a swell guy, but he was complaining about something with a throw-in or something. And I was basically saying, who cares about that? My, your guy was two yards offside when he scored the goal. And I, I thought that was outstanding. Anyway, uh, no, six has nothing to do with any of those things, guys. Oh, You're shoot. way off. Man. Six is the number of matches that are left in the season, and Huddersfield are still relegated anyway. Um. Tied for the most in Premier League history. Wow. wow. It's a shame. Huddersfield are gone. Yeah. They're gone. They're going to be down in the championship next season. There's not a whole lot that's gone well for them this year. Obviously, they only have 14 points. Sorry, Aaron Hicks. Matches. Sorry, Aaron Hicks. Guy in our mini league, part he, of our Slack workspace. He,
0: he chose to adopt Puttersfield. He's a Terriers fan.
2: Yes, he is. He might need to invest in ESPN Plus
0: <laughs> to watch the championship. To matches. be able to watch the championship yeah. matches,
2: and he better hope they just only fall down to the championship. Yeah, they was, don't
1: really have the feeling of a club that's got a lot. Uh, a there's
0: lot. There's some to good teams in championship, man.
2: Yeah, they're not these. I don't know. There's only about three or four guys on this squad that I think are any quality at all.
1: I don't know if Lewis Dunk and Shane Duffy can. That's uh, a different club. <laughs> Crap. <laughs>
2: I mean, let's let's. I mean, you look at the, the scores, you know, the highest scoring player in the squad is the goalkeeper, Lursel. Jonas Lursel. Yeah, not great. 88 points so far for the season. It's horrible. He didn't even play in this last I match. I
1: can't believe it's not Aaron Moy, but he was also injured for a bit there. For
2: a Aaron Moy hasn't been great. I mean, Philip Billing could end up going somewhere else, but I don't really think so. Mooney not going anywhere. Carlin Grant, you know, God bless him. He comes up to the Premier League for about, you know, four or five months, and he's hey, going to go right back down to the championship. Yeah, but
0: he might have some talent. He's a young kid.
2: Yeah, but no one's going to invest in Carlin
0: Grant. You don't know over that. Over I'm, you don't I, know that.
2: I would bet on that. I would bet on that. I like Congolo, Terrence Congolo, in the defense. Christopher Schindler is the next highest scorer behind Lursel in FPL. There's just not a whole lot here that you feel great about if you're a Huddersfield town yeah. Honestly, these last two seasons in the Premier League and, and really just the first season in the Premier League – is about all that you're going to have to hold on to, perhaps in your lifetime, if you're a Huddersfield Town fan. Yeah, That's a little bit harsh. It is, but do you have any optimism that they're coming right back up?
0: No,
1: <laughs> no, none. It was. It's really sad. You think of all the times where uh, that one guy did the thing, and he was really God. working as hard as he could. <laughs> I can't. There's just nothing.
2: There's nothing. That's the point. There is nothing here. And it's 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 sad, you know, for Huddersfield Um no, um, not true.
1: The one moment that is actually that was awesome is when they were losing to was it to Manchester City? It was they were losing to somebody they were deservedly losing to, and the fans were Olaying Huddersfield's passes in like the (laughs) like somewhere near the end of the match. It was very, very late in the match, and and Huddersfield were stringing together a bunch of passes, and the fans were olaying the passes, and they were losing by a good bit.
0: To city, that is They're one of my olaying city.
1: No, no, they were olaying Huddersfield. Oh, okay. they were olaying their, their own team. Passing the ball around in uh-huh. a match that they were definitely going to lose. Brilliant. Kudos to Huddersfield Terrier fans. I I feel terrible for you. Uh, it was. It's been fun. Come back, David Wagner.
2: There's well, he's not coming back he he yeah. bailed, he bailed, and all the positive vibes about David Wagner that you might have, i mean he just couldn't handle it couldn't handle it he was he he had to step away and uh you know you could have mixed emotions about that, and I think rightfully so. But um, Huddersfield Town, anything else we want to say? Obviously, they have six matches left based on the stat of the day. Was there anything else that we want to say now that they've been officially relegated
1: from the uh, Premier Play League? every player from every team playing Huddersfield from now until the end of the season. I second that. Yeah, it's valid.
2: All right, let's look ahead to Game Week 33. It is another FA Cup-shortened Game Week. There are only six matches. So after this bloated Game Week 32, we're back to a condensed Game Week. It starts on Friday. Don't forget that, Ooh, listeners. that might
0: sneak up on some It yeah.
2: starts on Friday with Southampton-Liverpool. Yep. Big match for the game week. Obviously, it's an away match for the Reds, but you would think that that wouldn't matter against relegation-threatening uh, Southampton. Besides, I mean, all the jokes about how Liverpool are, you know, basically the senior club to the Southampton junior
1: club. This is true. I mean, anyway, Look, it's still there. Southampton can... I think Southampton can hang.
0: I think they might too. I think but it I don't, might be I'm a, not expecting a close, them like a one-goal game, like the Fulham match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Jan Valeri, he might strike one from mid, midfield and knock one in. They're playing. Dave,
2: you you mentioned you guys mentioned that you know Salah is the guy that you're stuck with because your transfer didn't stick before you played your free hit for me I tried to get rid of Bednarik and go to Valeri I mean it really hurt and now me Now you got Bednarik I got Ben I'm stuck with Bednarik back I mean it, it's really hurting me that I've got a different Southampton defender than the one that I really yeah, want Yeah
1: man really
2: joking Tell, aside. from the bottom of the FPL table From
1: after Liverpool I was going to mention this uh South I was going to mention this earlier It was good You're you're second place in terms of sorting goalkeepers in terms of form is angus gunn from southampton yeah uh wait, after, a minute,
2: wait a minute just pause that thought for a second brian because i have a question for you yes why did Begovic start in place of boric because boric uh, that's been another
1: one i was gonna the say.
2: discount goalkeeper for the last month or so
1: yeah i was gonna say uh begovich Begovic
2: started this last game week. and why? it was
1: it was not injury it was Begovic returning it was boric benched Begovic returning to the starting lineup.
2: That's messing with my lineup.
1: Guaida is now back to being the budget goalkeeper for the remainder of the season short, just after that and maybe for actual r- real life usage gun because he's 4-3. And I, I don't want- hate I don't hate either of those guys as your second goalkeeper. And
0: I want to bring up that
1: Heck, buy both of them,
0: save all South your money Hampton. and your goalkeepers,
1: and buy and buy a bunch of other good people. So, no,
0: hold on, hold on. Southampton has a double match week in week 35. Sure. So, I'm, so look, that, it's yeah. at Newcastle and at Watford, so they're both That's away. That's bad. You it's, don't love that, but you don't hate it. Look, would it be so crazy to own Gun Bednarik, or Valeri? No. And then James Ward-Prowse?
1: No, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, it's not
0: dumb. It's, Scott, you I know,
2: it. I know. But listen— most people listening probably still have their bench boost chip.
1: Yeah. Yes, so before
2: you scream at us about why are you talking about my backup goalkeeper, that's why. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. You need to know that Angus Gunn has a double game week at 35 because probably that's the chip you're going to use in game week 35. Very really
0: well, might, might be. Yeah. So
2: Angus Gunn might be the guy to back up either look. Allison or Ederson or I, Fabian. Scott, and Scott I might make that move
0: guy. right now.
1: Look, Southampton has they have serious relegation issues. They, they gotta they play. Do.
2: Well, yes. Yes They still no. have
1: to play. They do. They do. They they need the points. Five and points need- clear of Cardiff
2: as we are recording. Yeah. Five points clear. They are they're in a good
1: spot, but they're not clear. You're no, exactly right. Not at all. Yeah. And uh, look, hey, Danny Ings was back today. They play different. I like I like their offense better with with and and they and they like their offense better with Danny Ings and Nathan Redman. I'm not advocating buying Ings. I'm just saying it is a different. They are able to do different things with somebody with Ings' capability starting for them.
2: And he has to sit in 33, correct? Because technically he's still on loan?
1: Yes, he cannot play against the, the loaning club. So he should be healthy for at least 34. Yeah, yes. Okay, ah, good. Yes. Okay. Ah, well said. Excellent. All right, very good. Unless he slips in the shower, he <laughs> will have healthy hamstrings if going into... If anyone's
2: going to slip in the shower, it's Danny Ings'. All right. On Saturday, there's three matches. Yes, just three. Unfortunately, Bournemouth
1: Burnley mm-hmm. is one. Bournemouth at home. We yep. should we should make sure that we emphasize that it is the Cherries playing at home.
2: Is Josh King your guy?
1: Josh King, or Callum Wilson, Which or one? Ryan Fraser? Wilson. I feel Wilson like Wilson is had an, a huge miss. I feel like it's an outstanding choice for any of them for a differential <sighs> the captain. The last time we
2: went through this, it was only Josh King, Brian.
1: I love Josh King.
2: And Calum Wilson just had an egregious error in the last match.
1: Yeah. Is it Josh King? Josh King had a not great miss also in this match. But this is cherries at home. It's different. All right. Huddersfield hosts Leicester. I am happy to load up on Leicester City for this uh, match week and for the next three weeks across the board. (sighs) And then, like we said earlier any Leicester offensive player from now till the end of the season. Why did I make that bet with Dave? Newcastle hosts Crystal Palace
2: and what might be the match of the day.
1: 1-1 one, one, all over it. <laughs> that match has 1-1. One, one. If
2: Rondón yep. and oh I don't know, say Zaha or Aaron Wan-Bissaka score those goals, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. On Sunday,
1: Everton Arsenal.
2: Can you predict this one?
1: Dave, do you have any idea what to expect from Arsenal Everton?
2: I, no, rarely no. Ever, and I rarely
0: ever Arsenal. I rarely ever Everton Arsenal. Oh ever yes, that's yes,
1: that is exactly. Know
0: right. what to expect from Arsenal unless they're playing at home.
2: Do you do you hope for? Well, of course you hope for top four at this point. But I mean, are you are you truly hopeful for the fourth place spot? I think
0: they look. They win tomorrow. They're in third. Tomorrow being the Leicester, uh, the, uh, the Newcastle, Newcastle match. match. Yeah, if they win home against Newcastle. They're atop Spurs and United. They bump United down to fifth and Spurs into fourth. Come on, Arsenal you magpies! So a legitimate shot at third place. Come so on,
2: you magpies! Everyone kind of thinks United. You know they maybe. I mean, if you think about, listen, Arsenal odds.
0: has the easiest schedule on in quotes. Brian, don't don't bash me over the head with this <laughs> in quotes. The easiest run in. The rest of the season compared yeah. to everyone else. So hey, get the points. The Arsenal controls their own destiny for third and fourth place. So, to so Dave, let's let's talk about this briefly because this will have
2: FPL implications. Very very briefly, just give me the two clubs you think will finish third and fourth as we sit here. Spurs
0: now. and Arsenal, in that order. <laughs> Arsenal before Spurs. Okay, uh, Brian, uh, the top four. Yeah, or third and fourth. And that's really weird, though, because United's been playing pretty good. So you have United out, Chelsea out. I don't feel great about it.
1: Yeah, I just, I I don't know if Spurs can, I feel like they're fading. I, yeah. I want it to be Spurs. I think it, I you was think thinking it would be and United Arsenal? and Spurs, but it's, I'm, I'm kind of leaning that way right now. They've had so many stomach punch moments here. Spurs? Oh, yeah. yeah. Starting with Burnley. But I mean, that new, was the new that stadium. Was, yeah. They have, I mean, they, look, they can win. They're still, I mean, again, this is a really unlucky result here against Liverpool. Two unlucky Liverpool results this season. So, United
2: I mean, had a bad match.
1: I mean, Solskjaer was very
2: down on his club after this match, uh, or, you know, this past weekend uh, as we're discussing it. So I don't feel great about any of them, to be yeah. quite frank. I mean Chelsea. You feel good about them, of course not. Spurs gut punch, as you said in this match. I think you got to go with who are the most talented clubs, the clubs that overall have the highest uh, possibility of of winning. I think you. I, I'm sitting here looking at United and Spurs. Yeah. But I I'm not confident in that at all. It's very interesting. Uh, the final match of this game week, uh, the sixth match in game week 33, is on Monday. Chelsea and West Ham speaking of two clubs I don't feel good about Chelsea and West Ham
1: Yeah that's another one as much as I want to like I I want to load up on you know, you're probably already have you know like we said you have 3 Liverpool players take your pick with any at any level of Leicester City player or you know attacking Bournemouth players and then at the end of that and Eden Hazard uh I don't know I I don't love it I don't know uh that they are not, they're not in a great spot. No,
0: um, but I'm they, starting to, I'm but, starting to maybe get on the, get far away from Eden Hazard as possible. If hey, you
2: were playing your free hit in 33 for the reasons why I played it in 31, you waited for the second cup shortened which weekend, which would be
0: a really dumb decision because you should have used it in 32.
2: <laughs> well, we don't know that yet, Dave. <laughs> but if you do wait for 33, I agree with you. Load up on Liverpool. Probably going to play a couple of offensive options for Bournemouth. Yeah. A couple of guys on Leicester. And then, you know, Newcastle and Crystal Palace, I might hedge my bets on that one. I'm not going to bring in Hazard at this point.
1: No, if you don't have, like, because so many people own Hazard, The the one thing that gives me the slightest bit of confidence about him is the obvious difference that he made here today. Playing against Cardiff, they were sloppy. Everything looked disjointed with the midfield, and if Ross Barkley could kick straight, Hazard's finishing with <laughs> at least an assist here today. Right. So Hazard disrupted everything. Hazard is still Eden Hazard. So
2: he's still him, but he's also playing with ten other guys who are not themselves. Honestly, now, I would play Chicharito because Pellegrini is going to have to change something. After this last match, mm-hmm. i play Chicharito over Hazard in my free hit squad 10 times
1: out of 10. Now, that's a bet you should make, Dave, for the rest of the season. More total fantasy Premier League points for the final six game weeks, Eden Hazard or Chicharito.
0: Why don't you make that bet? I don't <laughs> want to make that bet. I'm... <laughs> um- I don't know. That That's shocking that that's, I'm even balking at that. Like I don't know what to because
1: make Because Chelsea are that bad. Yeah, Chelsea's it, It's pure Chelsea's turmoil. Chelsea's not making
0: top four. I will take that bet. They're not beating United I'm Spurs not, I'm, not no. I'm not backing right. Chelsea. I'm not backing Chelsea. Dave, recent
1: history, not to jump all the way back here to Everton Arsenal, but recent history suggests that Arsenal is going to smack the shit <laughs> out of Everton <laughs> with Aaron Ramsey the primary beneficiary. Is this what history would tell us? Aaron Ramsey destroys Everton. Funny enough, Aaron Ramsey assisted both goals whenever uh, Arsenal beat Everton early in or, the in year. In September. That is Two great nil. info.
2: If you're free hitting in 33, that is outstanding information.
1: I owned Aaron Ramsey that day.
2: Did you really? I did. Look at you. The last time
1: anyone should have owned Aaron Ramsey. Uh, Arsenal has not scored fewer than two goals in any competition against Everton since a 1-1 draw in December 2013. Uh, Mesut Ozil and Gerard de la getting on the score sheet in that match. 2013 is the last time ever, Arsenal has not scored at least two goals against Everton.
2: By the way, Aaron Ramsey's totally already in my Game Week One Fantasy Serie A
1: squad uh, next good. year. Yes, he should be. Uh, it's form though. If this is the if the Everton that has now won two in a row and three of their last five and has one loss in their last five matches, if good Everton show up at home against Arsenal, it could go the other way.
2: That's what makes this a toss-up, right? It's not yes. going the other way. So if you're free hitting, Arsenal it's really Arsenal
0: everyone know. the rest of the year. Now listen, this <laughs> Don't is listen to the Arsenal fan.
1: The Arsenal colored glasses. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. Arsenal is going to actually destroy Everton.
0: Very good. Hey, oh. Scott, real quick. Yeah. No one cares about this. No. I, I picked up on my two transfers. I'm going to do this week. Okay. Uh, going into 33. Yeah. Because we're not going to record again till then. Yeah. Uh, because I need to, to fill out a team. I need to make two transfers. So I'm gonna okay. take, I'm gonna bite the bullet. Take a minus four. All right. I think I'm going Harry Kane out. Okay. Just for the week. I'm gonna bring him back probably. Yeah, Dave. I get you. Harry Kane out. Uh huh. Because he's not playing. Jamie Vardy in. And this makes me nervous. Ghostman Quainer good. out. Oh. Josh King in. I feel like that will let me have a full team out with Pogba, Sterling and Aguero on my bench for 33 but it'll give me a full team. Okay. I All feel right. like those are decent. And then if I need to I can bring I like those I moves. Kane I like those moves. Next week Yeah, yeah those, those seem like If good you moves. have
1: enough money to go Kane out and then bring him back in and still make another transfer. Well, there. so that's going to be the issue.
0: Is I don't know. Well, so okay. So then my double two, move the next week will be this.
1: It's a two dollar move to go from Quainer to Josh King.
0: Correct. This my move the following week will be this. Sala out, money in. Kane or uh, Vardy or King out. Probably I don't know. Actually, that's a tough. Tough call. And then Kane back in. That, that's what the move would be. Salah, I would. I you had to
2: bring Kane back in.
0: They I host would rob Salah Kane money. I, w- I would be changing that.
2: They host Huddersfield in 34.
1: Yeah. you got to bring Kane
0: back. Yeah.
1: I, I own three hammers. <laughs> 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 so got, anyway. I've mo- got some work to do. Moving on.
2: <laughs> well, we made it to the end, and I think earlier in our show, we highlighted why you need to follow us across all of the social media outlets where you can find us because we post on all of them, and you never know when it's going to be where, because honestly, we're busy dudes, and so we That's post right. what we can when we can. Follow us on all of them so you don't miss it. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, we're there on all three outlets. Also, we have our own Patreon page, patreon.com slash FSFC, so you can find us across all of those outlets.
0: Sounds great. Listen, this is going to be fun to see how the rest of the game week 32 plays out and then see what happens in the 33 that's going to be very similar to 31 although people don't have free hits to play anymore. <laughs> hey for the Fancy Soccer FC podcast this is David Smith until next time